You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is a special guest episode with Akshat from Blog Vault. Akshat, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, hi, James. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, Blog Vault is a such a recognizable name in the WordPress space. So it's uh, it's really cool to have you on. Um, very excited for this chat um, about well security. Right, we're going to dig into all things WordPress security with a bit of a twist um, for agencies and how agencies can structure their uh, maintenance plans with security. Um, so I'm glad to have you here. Can you please just start a little bit? I'm really curious, like, how you got into this space of, like, backups and, like, for those who don't know, Blog Vault is a, uh, a backup plugin and, like, a migration plugin for WordPress. I'm really interested how you got into this, actually. All right, so, so the journey starts long, quite quite a few years ago. I, I I was a WordPress outsider, so I didn't know frankly anything about WordPress. And uh, what happened was one of uh, one of the bloggers I would follow, his site had crashed, and this guy was a very like a, is a very very popular tech, technology blogger, and it's technology in the sense of programming and software, making software, and he's the guy who make made Stack Overflow. Which is the oh, yeah. really really famous uh, software which comes to uh, like answering questions around uh, software and uh, technology. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think Stack Overflow uh, is responsible for a lot of code that's been written um, using copy and paste. Uh, from <laughs> Stack Overflow. <laughs> absolutely, and we we use it also. It's uh, yeah. it's a place. So, so if this person, this person who is very famous, his site is called Coding Horror. His site mm-hmm. had crashed. And I'm like, okay, if this guy can lose his website, fortunately for him, he's so popular that people had enough copies of his website. Mm. But he almost lost his website. And this guy who knows everything about technology and is basically <laughs> educating others. So then maybe there's a need for it. And yeah. uh, and at that time, if so, which is why we actually ended up getting uh, using the term blog vault. Otherwise, I would have called something else because I thought, Okay, blogs have this problem. I didn't even realize that websites in general have this problem. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's where the origin starts. And so that's where the backup product started. We are, uh, uh, and we've been doing it for a long time. And uh, I, I, at first when I started, it was a side project. Eventually when we started, suddenly we noticed that people are using it and paying, paying for it. Uh, and uh, once, uh, once we saw some traction coming in, it, we jumped in full time. Yeah. And, I think that's uh, a, a good way for a business to start, you know, like um, if you're doing it just, I guess, on the side, not, not, all, not all in and people are still buying it, then you know you're onto something, right? Like if people are paying for it um, without you right. putting a lot of effort into it, you know, that's almost a thing with, um, I guess, business in general. It's just like if you have a good product and it is in front of some people, then like that's almost all that is required. Like a lot of people struggle with business and like to sell products or whatever. And they, they throw a lot of marketing money at it. And it really just comes down to like 
maybe you don't have a product that people want. <laughs> I know this is a total side note, but I just, I just think it's a really good thing. Yeah, that totally, you guys I totally started. agree. Like uh, having, uh, I, and we got lucky. Let's be, let's be clear. Being an outsider without knowing anything, having customers coming and purchase your product, because looking back, uh, it was just pure, pure luck that we got it. Like we got these customers and hmm. it happened. We happened to do it the right way. It was not, uh, I would not even say that it was totally by, uh, by uh, intentional. <laughs> like if you're totally in a space, you know, then you will be like, okay, I can look at it from, from this, uh, from this perspective and another perspective and try to solve it correctly. Mm. We, were, we just uh, happened to be like, okay, this is a computer software problem. How to solve this from a software perspective. And so, yeah, being outsider sometimes helps because you just, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you just look at it fresh with fresh eyes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and luck always plays a role in business. Like there are a lot of people that try to sort of poo-poo that. Like if you say, you know, oh, there's like there's luck in business, they might get a bit upset, but I call bullshit. Like every, almost every um, major like business success we've had, it comes down to luck. But I, I heard it put really well. Um, I can't remember what book it was, but they talk about luck surface area. So like everything you do in business increases your luck surface area with, so it increases your chances of catching something, you know? Like. Uh, so, so the luck surface area, and I know the history of this, the so luck surface area, and at least, at, at least I think I know the history of this. There's this, they used to do this really famous podcast called Tech Zing. Okay. I don't know if it's James. No. And, and this, again, if you know that it ties in very interestingly to WordPress. So the person who was in the podcast and these, these two guys were very, very interesting. I don't know if it's still on. And I used to listen to it quite, quite diligently. And this is about 10 years ago. And the person, so one of the hosts, James Vincent, is the person who wrote the original version of WPDB. Do you know WPDB.php? Yeah. It's, the original version of WPDB was written by James Vincent. So you can see his copyright on the file. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he, they talk about this luck surface area where basically... Uh, the more you uh, the more you do things, the more likely you are to get. Uh, so you are increasing your luck by mm-hmm. just being there in multiple places, or mm-hmm. for example, doing multiple projects. And we have, I, I, I am a big believer in luck surface area. I think yeah. that's a very, very nicely way to put it. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. When I heard that, I was like, this is I finally got some like a good way to articulate this. Now, of course, I didn't come up with it. I had to steal someone else's uh, <laughs> way of talking about it, but. Um, you know, I'll take that. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> let's uh, let's deviate to security now because that's uh, that's where we're going with this episode. Like, obviously, you guys got into the security game with Melcare. So, how did that come about? All right. So, yeah, again, this is a very interesting thing. So, we did we were doing backups and we had all these customers using backups. But what we realized is, while people are using backups for various reasons, one of the big reasons people would use backups is when their sites would get hacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like, okay, and you'd like, uh, when they would get hacked and they're doing the restores, they would sometimes ask for help and we'd go in and we would look and we would see that the site had been hacked for, for like six months. Yeah, and you've just been backing up the hack. Yeah, absolutely have been there <laughs> before. Right, and, we were, and, and it intrigued us significantly because they were using the security plugins and after six months, they were realizing that the sites have been hacked. So we try and help them out, but... Uh, the question in our mind was, why are they realizing after six months? That makes no sense. Like, yeah. uh, you are you. So then, when we dug deeper, we realized that they were while they were hacked. The hack would basically uh, 
activate itself or could really cause damage after a few months uh. or google would pick it up after a few months and that's when or the web hosting would pick it up after a few months and that's when the, they really felt the the damage caused by the hack until then it was sitting dormantly it's all, almost like it's asymptomatic in this current times we can yeah. <laughs> we have heard the, that terms so the hack was sitting asymptomatically and then one fine day it just went it goes nuclear yeah and i mean i had that exact sort of situation several times in my agency career and like i remember we worked we we got a client because a friend of mine ran an adwords company and was running adwords for um just some small business local business and they came to me and just said Google have basically de-indexed this entire um, yeah. website and we can't run ads to it anymore. And their entire business revolved around AdWords. So literally their, their business basically vaporized overnight. Um, th- there's a whole other conversation there about single source dependence <laughs> on AdWords yeah. uh, and, and running everything through one place. But um, yeah, by the time we were brought in, all you know, I don't think they had backups for one, and um, their site was like you said, it went nuclear all in one go. Um, and there was just there's not much we could do to fix their site, we had to try and get it back up, um, as quickly as possible, um, using like you know, no backups. So it was, it was you know, it's really bad. Um, the fact that there are agencies out there that aren't on top of this kind of thing and are letting their client sites get to that point. So I think that's where we should go here is, you know, obviously given this is an agency podcast, um, how, like, I'd like to talk about a couple of things, like what should be included in website maintenance plans when it comes to security and, and how do you make clients actually care about that? All right. So no, and, uh, you've actually brought up so many interesting points. But the one point I think which you brought up innocuously was backups and how backups, the role backups play in security. Mm. So we and let me just get back to that one story. So sorry, I'll interrupt you there, but I think it will tie fine. in well, well together here. So people would recover from their backups, but the backups itself would be hacked. And for the, because it's been six months since you've since you've been hacked, mm. and you can't like you can't go back six months back because. Frankly, the sites have evolved since then. So you hmm. can't really rely on the backups before that, but you also don't know which backup is safe. Yep. So while we say that backups are a very, very critical component of security because it is your last fail safe, when it comes to security, don't just rely on backups. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll come back and talk to that, uh, talk mm-hmm. about that slightly, uh, slightly later. But backups are critical to security in the sense that if everything is, if things really, really go bad, it's your Hail Mary pass, mm-hmm. but don't use backups as a security measure directly. Okay. It's, it should be a, the last resort. Yeah, I totally uh, agree. Like, like you said, you can get some serious data loss if you have to, you know, if you're even going back three months and, and so your last clean backup is say four months ago uh, and you restore that, everything that you've done since then is obviously uh, lost and like it's a total nightmare like because i've been in this position trying to help um you know new clients came to us um you know, in the middle of a hack and, and having to try and get dirty backups uh and pull the updates and blog posts out of the dirty backups and combine them with so, the clean backups you know and it's just uh, it's awful it is awful and it's uh, it's it's nobody's happy at the end of it and 
like as an agency you are not happy because you are especially if you are running a maintenance aspect of the agent like if you're responsible for the website you're not happy mm. the client is definitely not happy and uh, and yeah it's every day or every few hours which is which goes by is painful because uh, things get worse mm. you know the, sometimes it does not but many times you have seen that hour on hour things get worse because hackers just go in and they're like they first stab you and then they twist the knife and then they dig deeper and then they take <laughs> out the flesh you know you can imagine that like it 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 is as gruesome as it gets from a website's perspective yeah and they do all of that yeah i've seen some very malicious malicious things before i've got many stories i i've seen some okay. really tricky ones too that will like display <laughs> things to only users from certain countries and not others and like it gets really yeah <laughs> they are smart i am telling you they are smart yeah and very very so, smart and so so like getting back to your original point sorry about all the digressions no it's totally I fine to bring in the backup the backups is such a in such a such a this common mistake people make that okay i've got backups good your security thing is taken care of it. when 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 things go wrong we'll just restore from it and life will be okay and we'll update all the plugin life will be okay no it's never it doesn't work that way mm. and uh, and especially as an expert you need to be slightly careful as an agency because people are relying on you the what happens is you get hacked once you restore from the backup and maybe you you're fine but if, what happens is what if you, because you have not really solved the problem and there might be other issues maybe there might be a backdoor what would happen is you'll get hacked again and mm-hmm. then that hack second yep. hack happens then you really lose credibility with your customer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you've seen this happen with agents. And as an agency frankly with the business you are in is in the credibility business. You're not in actually in the website business. You are you are the expert people are relying on you and the moment that that uh, trust is lost or the, I think that's when it really becomes uh, difficult or tricky. Yeah, so, totally agree. So so what what can agencies do to one um we'll get to make sure their client sites are secure what should they be including in their plans all right so the first I, the, the way i we, we look at it is first you need to make sure that your websites are scanned every day because frankly there are many many ways of securing websites but uh, uh, there's no such thing as foolproof security mm-hmm. the best in the world get hacked google's get hacked google gets uh, has security issues facebook has securities and they are the smartest engineers in the world yeah and so let's understand let's be clear that you there's a chance that you will get hacked it's irrespective of what web hosting you are on irrespective of how often you update your plugin there is always a chance and we've seen that happen okay so yeah, well, absolutely it doesn't uh, so make sure that you're scanning the website because uh, at least you you should be the first to know when the site gets hacked <laughs> yes yeah i i think that was something should, actually um that that applies to a lot of things in agency life like downtime as well like i yeah. you know if you've got good downtime monitoring set up uh, you know, we had slack notifications for any of our client sites and we would know within like generally 30 seconds <laughs> to a minute if one of our client yeah. sites went down and you know if you can jump on something that quick and show them you're that proactive um like that's pretty unreal and it looks very good for you exactly and uh, i can talk about downtime monitoring in a separate thread because that's <laughs> a separate topic and very interesting topic mm. but uh, coming back to 
so scanning is very important because and the, and it's not only about you looking good with your clients it's also about cause uh, reducing the amount of damage that gets done mm-hmm. all right simply because it's the way because what happens during a, a malware attack you get you get hacked because of whatever reason and once once you get hacked suppose the hack is lying around then it'll it'll get called by google and google will notice it at some point of time and then it will alarm you and before it alarms it actually penalizes you before it alarms you mm. it is not that it is like okay it doesn't give you a warning and say that okay come back after 72 hours and then fix it with no it says done your adwords account is suspended we we'll lots and ads there uh will uh, your uh, will not be sending traffic there when you on the browser will give this big red banner when people try to visit your website it will do all of that mm. and it's for good reason because they don't want any of their visitors or their uh, users to get infected second is uh, your web host will pull you down because the hacker will use your website to do a lot of nefarious activities sell drugs uh, spam other uh, people around the world attack other websites mm-hmm. so as soon as your web host notices it they are going to bring it down so right. what, what do we do though to like so assuming you know we know there is a lot of damage right and so getting on top of it is important what can we like let's set step back i guess into what we can do to not even like to reduce the chances of getting to that point at all like obviously there are a lot of basic right. things i don't like i don't want to get into um all the nuts and bolts i know a lot of people listening to this will be like across it like obviously making sure wordpress is updated making sure all your plugins are updated um you know good good quality uh hosting preferably not shared hosting because that's how some get in as well um is there anything else like to someone who's new to security that you would anything else you would say okay so frankly i don't think uh, i'm quite opinionated about this mm. and yeah preventing a hack is very very important the three things in my opinion you should do is keep everything up to date and i'll tell you why we keep everything up to date because almost 90 to 95% of hacks in our opinion happen because of that that you have not kept everything up to date and it's so, so easy to do, do now that, right it's so easy to update everything easy. yeah it is it is easy to do but also it is not that's where as an agency you can add a huge amount of value because mm. uh, and agencies do it with their maintenance plans because things break let's uh, let's understand that and we, again we are digressing so i'll say keep everything up to date is very very important that's where most of the hacks happen they do not happen because of bad hosting they do not happen because of weak passwords they do happen sometimes because of weak passwords that's the second number second most important one so yeah make sure that you have strong passwords but uh, again that's a that's a tricky subject altogether what you could the second thing you can do is install a firewall yeah because of, there are a lot of wordpress firewalls and uh, and the likes which dramatically reduce the surface area of attacks okay i'm very interested in that so because i that's something i've never understood you know i don't really this is deviating past my knowledge of security uh, when we talk about like firewalls um cuz i don't yeah i just like to hear a sort of a basic overview of of how how they help right So yeah and we'll talk about firewalls and the third one obviously is have good strong passwords or password protection mechanism. Oh, of course yeah. So these if you cover these three you are very very you are you have a long you have solved a lot of problems. There's a minor fourth one and we'll come back to firewalls after this. The minor fourth one is shared hosting per se is not bad. What really is bad is if you put 20 of your clients on the same shared hosting account. Mm. Oh yeah. Where 
so so basically it is like this one room where 20 beds are kept and all infection will move from one bed to the other so it's you should not make a dormitory at least give everybody their own room mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so, a good good analogy so uh that's that's one of the things which we uh, which we recommend and many people many of the agencies do that to save costs i think today the the, the thing is hosting has become so uh, like uh, evolved so much that you can with at almost the same price as a shared hosting you can get much more secure in the sense of isolated environments mm-hmm. uh, uh and, and, and look so i mean if you've got clients on care plans you should be charging enough that allows you to put them all on their own plans exactly absolutely and that's true now do do you want to talk about uh, firewall first or malware so let, let's talk about firewalls and that's a very important important topic yeah because i see I this as kind of preventative that we cover the preventative stuff before we get into like after after your hack <laughs> the inevitable yeah. hack <laughs> right and see again when you are installing firewall understand that you are adding a huge amount of value and these are not static entities they come with their own challenges so when you ch- include the firewall thing it's not like it's not installing a plugin and forgetting about it to some extent it is some of the firewalls do act like that at some level nonetheless remember that when you do that you are adding additional service value on to your clients and you can charge them for it because uh, this is a living component it is active component of their website all right so you can charge them for the firewall because it truly does protect your website now what does a firewall do it looks at every incoming request and then it has a bunch of rules which it evaluates uh, against the request so the, the typically the rules are there's this something called owasp owasp which is basically a standardized set of rules which uh, if you run against your website it uh, or run against all the traffic that is coming in it will protect you from a lot of standard types of attacks okay. web so website uh, what has happened is the state of web security is actually quite evolved and people have understood what are the different types of attacks that happen and that's not only to wordpress it's basically to all of internet so there are standard rules and firewalls do come with integrated set of rules to deal with these kind of attacks so for example if you have an xss attack a lot of xss attacks that happen because of in plugin due to our plugin vulnerabilities can be stopped by a very very generic which is not custom at all to your website rule to uh, and that that will just block that uh, that kind of attack coming in so by just by installing the firewall and configuring it to its default you have re- reduced one very very huge chunk of attacks does it mean a firewall can stop against everything no because it, the thing is more complex not all attacks happen this way suppose you have a vulnerability it might not show itself as a as a normal owas attack category mm. it does happen and we do see it happen quite a bit but what you have done is you have re- reduced the chances of it happening significantly yeah well like you like you said before not, none of this is foolproof like everyone like the big boys still get hacked um all we're doing <laughs> as a callback to we're talking about our luck surface area it's like we're reducing our hack yeah. surface area <laughs> um you know yeah. just making it more less likely that we will get hacked yeah absolutely and so this is the this is the thing and firewall is firewalls are misunderstood but this is the nature of firewall now it obviously comes at cost and 
uh, in terms of performance because now every traffic is running through these rules and different firewalls have different uh, different integrities associated with them but nonetheless i personally believe that you can instead of applying 20 different hardening rules and you have these hardening plugins which i'm not a fan of at all so you have these plugins which leave you go in and there and they'll show you 20 checkboxes and then you tick 20 or do 20 things and suddenly because you have done 20 things you feel you are secure and that's that's not how it works so how does it work so because uh, it's uh, it's it is not like uh, so the 20 things you should understand what does it, what do the 20 things mean like it's not necessarily it might be like okay yes this is uh, uh, this helps you in this situation and i'm not saying those things don't help you in those situations the problem is those situations frankly never happen right okay or yeah. they happen so rarely or they'll be like okay turn off index page uh, this thing but most web hosts oh, if you're right. on 99% of web there and but if you're an so you are you are as an expert you understand it but a lot of people don't mm-hmm. they feel that oh yes i've done this and that makes my website secure and that, that does not happen that way it does not happen yeah. that way so what so so what we recommend is doing this firewall thing and f- there is also login protection making sure that nobody can do brute force attacks on your website if you do these these two things it helps you significantly again do educate your customers that hacks will still happen we are only reducing this like uh, sometimes it's not nothing is absolute and people want absolute things they're mm-hmm. like i'm paying you so much money give me how to, uh, if don't let it come as a surprise to them because then again it's about relationships mm-hmm. let it be and educating it is not as simple but it's it is important to communicate that okay we are doing these things it has reduced this of this huge big open system we have closed it down significantly and obviously uh, there are chances that there may be openings and we'll try and patch it as soon as possible with our updates but uh, uh, yeah but nonetheless uh, let's be uh, let's be vigilant and i'm here to assist you through this entire process cool yeah i like that and that's it, i think that's a really good point there and in, in um that's another part of managing expectations with clients, which I talk about a lot on this podcast and and various like webinars or whatever, it comes up a lot, client expectations. And I think getting in front of that and and letting them know that sometimes this does happen, um, no matter what you do, um, you know, and you can even say like people like Google still get hacked. Um, You know, while it's unlikely to happen to your website, when it does, we're there for you and and we we help. And most of the time we're going to know before you do, (laughs) which, which, gets us back to scanning, I guess, because we've talked about all the preventative measures um, um, and, and then daily scans, um, which I assume Melcare um, helps with, does it? Yes, we do. And again, daily scans, not everything is the same. And we can talk about what, is the, what are the implications of daily scans, especially if you're maintaining 50 websites. Okay. Mm, sure. What is for a single website is very, very different from, from how it appears itself when you have 50 websites or even 20 websites. Okay, because uh, uh, and we we'll t- we can get into it, but scanning is a is a very important part. You need to keep doing, so you need to keep checking your temperature every day to make sure that okay, there's nothing that's uh, that's going wrong. You are you are still healthy and temperate. But this okay, so uh, which again brings me to another important point. How do you know you're healthy? One may one thing maybe you are just checking your temperature, but there's another part where you actually look at to go through an MRI. All right, an MRI will show a lot of like it will inspect your 
body from every perspective whether the temperature obviously it helps to know that your temperature is fine that means mm. 90% of things are working fine because body beautifully uh, so uh, so are you alluding to then that there's different types of scans that we need to do to a wordpress exactly yeah and so what are those exactly so you have rem- so you have remote scans basically what they do is they just look at your website from far away mm-hmm. and uh, you know sakuri site check it's a very very famous yep. one yeah it's very, it's effective but let's understand that it's like a thermometer it mm-hmm. tells you only in certain cases because it's on it does not have an in-depth understanding of your website right okay. and and yeah. i assume the other type then is is to look from the inside looking at the actual code and finding hacks in that side right so so just to be clear we were exactly. talking about external scanners so it's like viewing your site from the perspective of a visitor, right? So if there's like malicious things that have been injected um, into the code, but we were talking just earlier that there are some hacks that don't really show themselves for a while or might only show that will hide themselves (laughs) from certain, um, you know, types of visitors. So there's always a possibility that those ones, those external scanners don't pick them up. So that's why we're going to talk about internal, I assume. (laughs) Yes. So you, you might, your site might be asymptomatic. Uh, at this point of time, which is why you don't you don't show up in the scanners, uh, or simply because the scanners don't have the ability to look inside. Mm-hmm. Now, when you are so, what you have is you have now code level scanners, and I think the most famous one is Birdfence, which is very very widely used. And then, uh, and which is which whom we consider one of our biggest competitors, and then we have something like Malcare. Okay. And what Wordfence or Malcare does is it looks inside into your website and the technologies are completely different between Malcare and Wordfence. But nonetheless, they're looking inside your website to identify whether your site is actually, does it actually contain malware or not? Right. Okay. And when you have an inner, uh, insider's view, you get a much better perspective of what really is happening. Uh, what and I'll tell you how a lot of, some of the technologies that are involved is what WordFence does, for example, is it compares your files. So if you have uh, WordPress has a very standard set of files, right? Mm-hmm. Every release will have this 200, 500,000 files and we know what those files are. So what WordFence does is it compares your actual files, your the files which are sitting on your website with these 1,000 files. And if anything changes there, it'll, let you, it'll, it'll alarm you. Yeah. Okay, fairly effective. The problem is that's not the only place where malware sits. Mm-hmm. Uh, malwares can sit in plugins, themes, and anywhere else. So WordFence also has this mechanism of comparing against standard, like you have thousands of free plugins. It can also compare your files against those plugins or themes. Mm-hmm. Again, effective, but that's not the only place where malware sits. Okay, so that means that while WordFence is effective, it is only to such an extent. And which is where actually, this is what really caused us to build Malcare, where we realized that and being outsiders, we didn't realize that oh, this is how it was happening. Once you start deeply investigating it, that this is why the malware was getting missed. You realize that uh, you, malware can be sitting in a private plugin. Malware can be sitting in your theme. It can be sitting completely outside any of this. And then you don't have, you don't have a base to compare against. Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely seen those kind of things. I, I know I don't even remember what plugin I was using, but I, I have seen some that can pick up those external files. I, I don't know how they work, and I, I don't want to get too much into the technicalities on this podcast, like um, of how it works and how they could find it. But I assume, you know, let's just say that um, a good internal scanner is 
is important, right? And absolutely, yeah. And and yeah. Sorry, continue. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no you're saying something. So I, I meant that yeah, it's, scanner is very important, and doing it regularly is very, very important. So yeah, do it daily. I think daily is good enough for most websites. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, um, I'd like to get into. I mean, is there anything else that should be included in security plans. Like if agencies are creating maintenance plans for their clients, we've covered, you know, there's a lot of standard stuff in here, you know, updates to WordPress plugins, themes, um, the external scans, the internal scans, like is there the backups, obviously, is there anything else you think needs to go into a care plan? All right, so, uh, so firewall is one component. Sorry, firewall. Yep, forgot that one. Thank you for. Yeah. Cre- <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'll tell you one of the things where, uh, and we'll come. We'll, this is a very important part, and which is again something we learned counterintuitively. You might have customers whom you who is not yet purchasing security. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even for them, we recommend that you do scans, because at the end of it. Uh, the clients might basically what has happened there is the client might not have the budget or you might, they might not have realized the importance of security yet. But when things go wrong, it'll still land up on your plate. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it's an opportunity to show like pro, how proactive you are as well. Cause like if you already have a tool that does scanning and this is the same with downtime monitoring as well. Like if you, if you're using a tool that can do, um, downtime monitoring those both of those are things that you can get an alert for and tell your clients have happened um and you could turn them into a a loyal paying recurring (laughs) maintenance plan customer absolutely and this is this is very important but nonetheless if things do go wrong if you have the scans in place it also means that you don't need to you know you'll be asked to fix it instead of relying on a backup to recover to fix it You'll, you see the amount of effort that goes in you eventually you are going to reduce because the client is not going to go looking for a cleaning agency. They're going to rely on you to solve the problem because you are their go-to person and you don't want to add the amount of work. You frankly, as an agency want to reduce the amount of work you're doing because you want to use that in more valuable things and doing cleanups. If you don't have the right tools in place, even for websites who are not under security plans, is equally damaging to your time, right? So that's that's a very very important. And you like you, if you throw a, a very large bill to the client, they're not going to be very happy simply because you do not. So I'm just saying that be mindful of this. And this is again counterintuitive. Typically, you want to offer things, do things only for clients who are paying for certain things. Hmm. But this is one of those situations where I believe it is valuable to do it even for those who are not paying for that specific thing yet. And that's the yet is the important thing. Eventually they will be paying for it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess like, you know, is, is there anything, you know, I, I know we were talking earlier about like agencies and how they should structure their security offering. Like I, I, we've kind of covered it here, like everything that needs to go into it. So is there anything else you think we need to cover there? Like I'd like to just, just so you know where I'm going, I'd like to sort of, get into selling security to clients. Like we have touched on that as well in that, like, you know, getting ahead of it and telling them that this is something that can happen, like setting expectations and saying why it's important is like, is there anything you would like to add there? Uh, yes. So, so, so selling security, one more aspect of it is when things really go wrong, you need to do the cleanups. 
if you're mm. selling security some of it so uh, whether you're offering cleanups or do not offer cleanups as part of the thing again be very be very clear on the on the cleanup aspect mm. because if you have to hire an external agency it can be a 200 bill or more yeah right so that's that's something yeah so that's can, a good point to include that in the plan like where, where, how how many cleanups you will allow under the plan or like um, i mean i guess it's right probably something you should be like if you have control if you've got them on good hosting and you're handling all the, the security then to some extent you should probably be uh taking all of the cost of <laughs> of cleanups because it's yeah. kind of your responsibility yeah, and which is and which is something which we like uh, in Malcare we offer it. So our security mm. plans, every one of them come with come with cleanups mm-hmm. because we understand the need for it. But nonetheless, even if you're not using Malcare or the likes, yeah, be 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 careful because you don't want to suddenly end up being uh, with a huge bill uh, for for cleanups. And uh, we will we should talk about how agencies have a very different security requirements and what are the gotchas they have sure. to deal with. And what have to be what they have to be slightly mindful about, but coming back to like selling security, so be be mindful of okay, are cleanups included? Are cleanups not included? Customers will be they will try and they they will be like okay, I'm paying you for security. Something happens, you need to take care of it. That's what insurance is essentially. Mm. Like uh, yeah, but then that's that's how you can distinguish your plans too, right? Like sometimes you can have like a really cheap yeah. offering or something that doesn't have that kind of thing included and then it does on higher plans. Absolutely. Right? And if, which is what, so like the security lets you charge a lot higher amount from your clients and much make it much more valuable. So the tiering, and we see this so often where security, and I'm not saying something new. Uh, basically, I'm repeating what I've seen in other places like all the top uh, maintenance agencies, you will see that they have a basic plan where they cover backups. And as soon as a security plan is almost twice the cost. Wow. And uh, the, because they're all, obviously it's very, very valuable, but also it lets you build like this, uh, this ideal, something which is perfect for their cost for, for from a customer's perspective that it brings true peace of mind for them. So, so yeah, yeah. It, it does make help you with your agents with your recurring revenue. Well, you touched well, you touched on something there too, in that like a good way to sell it. It's basically just sh- showing them that it's like insurance. Everyone understands yeah. insurance, how insurance works. Um, so that's a really easy analogy to use for clients to to help them understand the value. And like you said, it's it's a peace of mind thing. And some clients won't understand how important it is until they've been hacked. Um, I guess at this point though, a lot of people probably have been. Um, so they might, they're probably going to understand it. I think these days it is easier to convince people that they, they should be on, on maintenance plans and have security because everyone's getting more and more familiar with it. If you've been in business um, for a long time, but I'm really interested. You, you mentioned something there about how agencies have to think about security differently than if it's just like someone with one site. Um, can we dig into that? Yeah, absolutely. So the, from an agency's perspective, so the one of the points I mentioned from an agency's perspective was how you need to actually monitor security even if you're not even if people are not paying for it because right. at the end of it it's going to land up on your plate and you you gotcha. you'll be charged you'll be ending up cleaning doing the like cleaning up the mess essentially. Mm-hmm. That's one one thing to keep in mind, but for example, a lot of security tools they are built with single single uh, so if you're a single site owner actually it works okay. They'll send you twenty-five alarms. Hmm, yeah. Right. Or they might send you an alarm. Now, if you're a single site owner, you can deal with an alarm. But if you have twenty-five sites, those alarms will like, okay, this person has logged in, or this person has tried to log in. No, you don't want to know the 
get those alarms obviously you can configure it to some extent but sometimes yeah. you really want to so distinguishing between noise and signal becomes so much more difficult when you have 25 sites yeah okay. that's uh, very but, true and we call it like the uh, you know the wolf the uh, the yeah, the boy who cries wolf, wolf absolutely yeah, yeah. But this boy, is yeah, really yeah. big on um like the the whole industry I used to work in before all of this I was a automation engineer and a big part of it was like throwing up alarms based on um you know like things that happen in the field like if there's too much current a motor is drawing too much current this is like an alarm right so. Um, it's a huge part of what I used to do. They call it alarm management because if you have too many alarms coming through, people start ignoring them. And then when there's a real problem, it gets completely missed. Totally. And totally as an agency, I'm sure, sure you have seen this. And that's a, such mm -hmm. a lovely... I'm going to use that story somewhere. <laughs> where, uh, the alarm management thing in, my, in the next time I bring it up. But it's such a, it's a, such a great analogy. It's such a great real-world analogy around... Mm -hmm. around so, but I'm sure if you, have, if you have used security plugins or if you have used things like that, you will. This is one of the challenges you fa you'll face mm -hmm. again and again, where getting these alarms will may just make you uh, ignore the real things that happen. So, mm -hmm. ideally, your security plugin or service should only alarm you when things really go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And All right. Uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go for it. Uh, all right, and the, the nature of the internet is that people are always looking in. So you have this beautiful home, you know, and people walking walking by will always be looking in. Does not mean they they have any intention of jumping inside, or they might even be trying to jump inside, but they're not tall enough to cross the boundary. That's uh, they don't have the right tools to cross the boundary, and your brown boundary is safe, nonetheless. But you don't want to get that alarm every time somebody looks in. Yeah, that's right. just uh, and the, the nature of internet is that yeah. So everyone sometimes you people will attack you. They'll try and crack your login, but your firewall will protect you against it. So don't worry about it. But the job of the security plugin should not be to alarm you every time you get that, mm -hmm. and uh, it should only come in when it has crossed a certain threshold or things have really like the firewall thinks it cannot handle it by itself. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I'm guessing that uh, Melcare can help with pretty much everything we've spoken about today. Is that, is that true? So again, we are, we are opinionated and we have built our software, keeping yeah. all of these perspective and things in mind. Does not mean we are perfect, but we have tried to keep all of these things in mind. For example, the secure, the malware scanning, which is something which we, we think is our strongest point, where what we do is we make sure that you don't... Uh, uh, your you get the alarm only when your website is hacked. If like a lot of these things will be like, okay, why your file has changed? Why did it change? We don't know. But you just updated the plugin. It's it's supposed to change, right? So right. these these are things which we we automatically take care of. We understand what a real malware looks like, mm -hmm. and then uh, then catch uh, and uh, inform you only when that happens. So we have reduced the false positives significantly. False positives, if you have a single site, is still manageable. Frankly, yeah. like you can be like, okay, fine. I understand my tool. I look at the file name. I'll get a sense of it. But if you have 25 sites and if they send you, or if you have, if you have customers who have thousand sites. Yeah. Like it would just be. imagine at that scale. Oh no. Yeah. It'd be awful. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so being able to do that is very, very important. And the, this, the final part I will talk about, and this is again, something which is not obvious on the surface is you know, as, as agencies, invariably, we use the same tools again and again on all our sites. Mm -hmm. So we have this tendency to use the same uh, themes 
will use the same set of plugins because you know uh, as builders we like to use our tools and every person has their own favorite tools to use and they'll keep using it on all the projects now the downside of doing this is uh, and we have seen this happen so, so especially a lot recently where what what happens is because you are using the same tools on all your website if the tool gets a vulnerability Oof. now you have you don't face the problem on one website you have it multiplied by 20 yeah true never thought about it like that and we have seen this happen actually quite a few times and it becomes a real nightmare because dealing with one is easy like okay meaning it's not easy but it's still compared to that other thing because this mm. is a real sh- this is a real and if I, I don't even know what what rating this podcast has but it's a real shit storm like yeah yep <laughs> i can <laughs> i it, it even gives me it gets me a little bit anxious even just thinking about that i can yeah like especially when oh man like you even mentioned before like when everything gets multiplied by however many sites you've got and i can't just imagine the storm that it would come from dealing with the same vulnerability across like all your sites. Yeah. So that, that becomes a real challenge when you're talking about dealing with it for, for so many sites and it does not just multiply, it does not grow linearly. The pain grows exponentially because suppose you're relying on an external service to do cleanup. What will happen is external services also are dealing with the same plugin vulnerability. So their wait times will increase significantly. Mm-hmm. So now instead of, and we have seen this happen, that instead of waiting for a few hours, you are ending, ending up waiting for days. Even hosting companies can, end, because they also rely on external agencies to do the cleanup, external uh, services to do the cleanups. So essentially what has happened is you've got days, you have, you're waiting for days and you have to deal, the client management becomes a yeah, real nah, problem. And awful. This, I can't, I don't even want to imagine that. Yeah. I think, I think everyone listening can understand just how much of a nightmare that would be um, to deal with like a hack or something, an issue across that many sites. Um, we're coming up on time here. So I'd like to start um, wrapping this up. Um, is there anything you'd like to cover quickly just before I dig into Melcare? No, I think I think we have covered a lot of aspects, at least from an agency perspective. And uh, we we like to talk about it simply because we've experienced so many of these things with our with our customers we have worked with. And yeah. it's not that I I had a brainwave about any of these or everything is coming from just plain old thing. Customers be like, okay, this is what happened. And, oh yeah, that that can happen, and then that just becomes a set of experiences which you further. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's the benefit of using a, a service um, like Melcare is that you know you guys are an expert in what you do. So, you know, you can't expect every agency who's dealing with, you know, marketing and building websites and design and development to also be an expert in security at the same level as someone like Melcare, um, where it's just what you guys do. And I can see on your website that you guys basically do everything that we spoke about today. It's a white labeled version of basically everything from the firewall to malware removals and scans um, and hardening, you know, all the things. So it looks like a really cool offering. Um, I guess um, other than Melcare, M-A-L-C-A-R-E, Melcare.com, is there anyone else, anywhere else you would like to send people to learn a bit more? Yeah, do check out our original uh, original service. That's BlogWalt, B-L-O-G-V-A-U-L-T. And, the beauty of it is Malcare is integrated with BlogVault and BlogVault is integrated. So you can purchase either one of these or you can try out, I forget purchase, try out any one of these. Mm-hmm. And you will see that you'll get backups and security in the in one package, all managed from a single dashboard, which is uh, which I think is uh, That's cool. 
And that is key, like the whole centralized dashboard. I mean, that's where everything's going for agencies. Um, so I do enjoy that. Like I've tried dashboards in the past where they they try to, I guess, consolidate reports from all the individual plugins and it just hasn't worked that well. So having one spot for this would be really good. I can definitely see the value in that. And I mean, I've used Blog Vault before, so I can um, definitely put my recommendation behind that. As far as migration goes, it's been one of the most bulletproof migration plugins I've used. So yeah, congr- well done <laughs> on creating such great products. Thank you actually. so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, James. All right. Well, um, yeah, just wanted to say thank you for joining me and thank you for um, imparting your knowledge on our agency listeners. Thank you for for having me and it was a good conversation. Thank you. Yeah, that was great. Guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, uh, please share it with someone you think will get something out of it or leave us a review wherever you are listening to this episode. That's all and I'll see you in the next interview. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.